What's going on, everybody? It's time for episode 254 of the Binge Boys podcast. I'm your host, Logan, and joining me from the Midwest is Matt Potter. Logan, thank you for having me. I am very excited to talk TV and film with you on this fine evening. That's amazing. Thanks for coming back. It's great yeah, to have you back. <laughs> of course. I uh, I had to make my Binge Boys 4.0 debut at one time or another, so why not today? <laughs> Hell yeah. We love to hear it. We love to see it. We love to hear it. Um, and man, what what a great time it is to be a binge boy and just a listener too, because look at all these nice new graphics we got, fam. They're just, they're sharp. They're clean. Sh- again, shouts to Ricky Prosper, man, yeah. for, for making that happen for us. Um going to hit Ricky up tonight, actually, and see if he wants to hop on a couple run-throughs this year in 2022. Oh, dude, it's like some good art movies or something. Oh, <laughs> I hadn't even thought of that. Trying to, um, I can't think of any uh, any art movies. I guess uh, Red Notice, that was kind of an art-adjacent movie. <laughs> art was involved with the plot somewhat. Ocean's 8, maybe? True, true. That's on the list. Haven't seen Ocean's 8 yet. That's oh, good. It's good. That's the one led by Sandra Bullock, right? And the, all the yep. other ladies? That's the female cast because the, the, the Clooney pit crowd is 11, 12, and 13. Right, right. Well, good deal, everybody. Um, Matt, uh, before we begin, I got to get your take on this. On, sure. Uh, on Twitter earlier, about an hour ago, I, I tweeted something that I thought was going to be controversial, but I'm surprised as not, not as many people uh, disagreed with me. Okay. And I'm curious your take. And if we're about to go to war, I apologize to the people listening. Sure. Uh, I tweeted that I think Papa John's pizza is not great. I don't think it's good pizza, but I also wouldn't like my metric for it. So it was all around all the time in school. That was the uh, the local shop in town. Sure. Um because there was my s- small nerd school and then <laughs> across town was the big uh big state school in an undisclosed location um but the state school had like a code where you could get an eight dollar one topping large pizza so i i can't in good conscience say having consumed the amount of papa john's pizza that i have that it is bad because then probably millions of calories in my consuming history would would be qualified as as bad i i don't just i don't blame you there um it'd been the first time i had papa john's in quite a long time same thing with me i mean catherine uh her the school district the school district that she works for often gives out like papa john's fundraiser yeah like she's an educator so we're gonna give them a book of coupons to papa john's stuff like that so we uh, we 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 hit the coupon button tonight and and got ourselves. Uh, I think it was a an eight dollar pizza. It was an extra large actually, and uh, it came with uh, free breadsticks. Ooh, nice. Was um, it a shakaroni? <laughs> it wasn't a shakaroni. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, it just had been such a long time, and I thought. You know, maybe Papa John's has gotten better since the uh, the downfall of Papa John himself, but um, but it, it's it's you know it's just the same. I mean, I didn't notice a huge difference, 
Yeah. But then again, I'm not the guy who ate 400 pizzas in 18 months or whatever <laughs> the number was. Um, Are you a fan of the, uh, the the garlic butter or garlic sauce, whatever it is? Sure. Sure. Okay. Okay. It come, I think uh forget who said it. They they had me in their mentions and they mentioned that the garlic butter from Papa John's does indeed slap. Yep. It it really elevates the pretty mid crust into want something that, that you're finishing as much as it takes to basically clean out the uh the sauce container. Yeah. 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 Um so that's yeah, Gar- garlic butter uh is definitely in breadsticks not bad but pizza is just meh you know yeah yep i i i I think that's the take on papa john's great great i'm glad we're in agreement here everybody this is the binge boys podcast and no we're not binge eating we're binge (laughs) watching in case in case the first five minutes of this episode could have could have been like wait is this the one that my friend told me to listen to, to talk about movies and tv they just spent the first five minutes talking about papa john's one of them said talking about tv and film and then they were just talking pizza <laughs> well uh also another side note if in the background you hear uh somebody working out it's because they are Catherine is on the pelly right now just, just getting her workout in absolutely crushing mets right now that post Papa John's workout that she was like, I, we just ate Papa John's. I should get on the bike. Dude, you got to set up the the runway in front of you. It's like, all right, this is how hard I have to hit the pelly. I ate this many pieces of pizza. So that equates right. to this kind of pelly sesh. Right, right, exactly. So, um, yeah, that's, that's, that's the situation. And, uh, but anyway... Let's talk about the binge boys. If you're joining sure. us for the first time, uh, welcome. If you're a longtime listener, welcome back. If this is your first time, however, the premise is that each week, Matt and Tanner and I, Tanner is absent. He got uh, called into work last minute. Um, so rip to that, but that's okay. Uh, we break down the hottest in TV and movies. That's it. That's it. Plain and simple. Um, every Thursday, however, we come back for a bonus episode of the binge boys uh, kind of a spinoff series, if you will. Yeah. Uh, if we're talking in the vein of movies, spinoff. Uh, on those episodes, I'm joined by a co-host who wants to dive in on a particular movie, and we break it down piece by piece and give an in-depth review. We got some great run-throughs to end the year. Matt, let me run. Let me run through some of the ones uh, we've got coming. Sure. This Friday, we've got, or sorry, this Thursday, we've got. The award-winning Universal Pictures, The Cat in the Hat, uh, starring Mike Myers, that uh, myself and my sister hosted when my sister was home for Thanksgiving break. She was like, I like to talk about movies. And I was like, you want to talk about a movie that we binged as a ch- as children? She's like, Cat in the Hat. And I was like, yep. Um, so th- that's coming on Thursday. Gosh. Yeah, objectively not a great movie. Oh, More on that Thursday. <laughs> Next week, we may or may not, we're still in talks with this person. I'm not going to say their name yet, but I'm still trying to nail a guest to talk about Ghostbusters with with us. Uh, for next week's episode, uh, I won't say his name yet, but we're we're we're, we're working on it. Yep. Um, the week after that uh thursday the 16th actually on the schedule we have it on there to 
run through uh, the Amazing Spider-Man and its sequel. That'll most likely be Matt and Tanner and I. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll record that here in the next couple weeks at some point. The Garden, uh, just to kind of celebrate us. the uh, release of Spider-Man: No Way Home the following day. Then the week after that, Tanner, Matt, and I will be back again talking about the first Matrix movie again in celebration of the release of the Matrix uh, 4. And then Tanner and I are going to round off the year with Christmas Vacation. Good ender. A good uh, good end of the year movie there. And over the weekend, I messaged hella people um, about jumping on the run-through in 2022. We're going to have a lot of new faces, new voices. If you share the same podcast interests that Matt and I have, some of these names might not be that far off. We've got Michael Weiner, Bradley Key, uh, Dan Register, DJ Crime Dog. We've got some heavy hitters in uh, the schedule for, for 2022 um trying to get will to freeze in there at some point and sure. Dylan shivery as well but we're working on we're working on it it's that's yeah it takes time but these are power hitters so uh, you'll want to stick around for for when they come when they come up absolutely we've got awesome movies next year too we tried to i tried to make next year's schedule in kind of sync with the release schedule of next year so like for example we've got uh around the weekend that robert pattinson's the batman comes out we have the dark knight trilogy we'll run through that the following week well i guess it's not the following week anymore but dr strange in the multiverse of madness we're going to run through dr strange same thing with later on in the year with thor um the sequel to jurassic park because we'll get the the next installment of that franchise next summer more on that later um and yeah, just trying to kind of line it up. Same thing with Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. We're going to do that one around the day that the, or around the week time that uh, the sequel is supposed to come out. More on that later as well. So we've just got a, yeah. a ton of fun stuff uh, coming. Oh, also, he'll be remiss if I if I said it. Dad is going to hop on three episodes of the run through next year. Dang. He he smashed that December button though because he's doing three episodes in a row December of twenty two so it might be a minute before we hear from Dad but dude he's just gonna he's just gonna be in a lab cooking until then oh yeah oh yeah he's he, he's a big December boy that's when his birthday was so he's uh or where his birthday is he is still alive um so so he's he's just ready so mm-hmm. um we we're talking about a lot today but real quickly. What we're talking about, just to kind of give you a little rundown of what we're talking about today, we're going to throw some, go through some headlines, which mostly, like every week, focuses around Marvel's news, as well as a couple cinematic universe updates from Netflix. And uh, we'll talk briefly about the Jurassic World 3 prologue that was released just weirdly last week. Um, and then Matt and I are going to talk about King Richard, Tick, Tick, Boom, and Hawkeye's episode one and two. So... Good stuff. Let's get this shit. Let's get it. Matt, let's talk about headlines. That's we're we're just gonna get into the meat of it. That's yeah. that's it. Um last week early, which th- this came as a surprise to me, maybe you as well. Scarlett Johansson in an interview confirmed that she is coming back to Marvel with a top secret project following her lawsuit. 
um, as a producer, not an actress. She's not starring in this as of yet, but she is. Uh, she's coming back to do some producing for a Marvel project. Matt, what, where, yeah. where do you when you saw this headline up on our rundown? What do you think here? Yeah, I think I uh, on the rundown, and then as I think I came across my uh, just consumption of news. Yeah, that was sort of my thing. I was like, well, the maybe this was like a because uh, they settled out of court i believe so this may be part of that and you know maybe it's just to get her um just to show that the beef has been squashed because when you hear settled out of court there's you know a lot of different implications with that but it is i didn't know that it was just um just producer so i'm very interested to see as we get a little bit more information about it, potentially um, following Yelena, just staying involved in the uh, Black Widow family. Yep, yep. That's that's. I think that's where I'm at. In in an excerpt from an interview with Feige, he wanted to point out explicitly that this is not a Black Widow, uh, or at least her iteration of Black Widow uh, related, but. Very much so. I think a lot of the rumors point to uh, Black Widow played by Yelena, so mm-hmm. um, or by Florence Pugh. I'm sorry, but so so who knows? Maybe, may, or maybe she'll be in a What If, or maybe it's an animated Shield series. Is rumored to be something that we'll get at some point. Yeah, it's just uh, remains to be seen. It's too early to tell at this point. Definitely. Keeping it, we'll just keep it on the uh, the Marvel news. Uh, first of all, Matt, I forgot to tell you this uh happy spider monday happy spider monday to all who observe i uh saw the l that you and many others took and have not uh subjected myself to that punishment but um i know it's it is a job requirement to at least give it a shot so probably after recording it's it's uh i will say this um well first of all forget before we even say that Hope you had a nice Thanksgiving, Matt. Oh, thank you. You too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving to for all that observe as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, should have led with that, but sure. but either way, um, yeah. I Spider Man No Way Home tickets went on sale today, the day that we're recording this on Monday, and I did stay up till midnight last night to try to get some. Uh, I failed. Uh, to get them last night. However, I did wake up today and I did secure the bag uh, and got some for opening Thursday night, the 16th, um, that me and Tanner will go to by ourselves. And then the following day, um, I, I would have booked it if I could have with all of my, you know, my, my main friend group here, sure. but there just truly weren't enough seats to, to book. So, me and Tanner are going to go Thursday night because Tanner works Friday night. I think there's something like that, or he has something mm-hmm. going on Friday night. And then me and the buddies are going to go the following uh, night, Friday night, and we'll see it again. Well, I'll see it again. They'll see it for the first time, which is probably just going to be a ton of fun Yeah, uh, for me to see the reactions, assuming that all of our rumors and theories and, and whatnot are, are true about this movie. But either way, I stayed up till midnight. I, uh, it was a similar situation to Endgame. If you bought tickets for Endgame opening day, it was kind of a queue situation. Mm-hmm, they kind of mm-hmm. threw you in a uh, situation where you get on the AMC app, or at least this is how it was for AMC. I'm not sure about Fandango or Regal or, or any of those other theaters, but 
uh, it said like, hey, you've, you you choose your date, you choose your time, and then you are given a uh, a wait time. Uh, and, it just, and, and initially it said 10 minutes. And I said, sweet. But um, due to the overwhelming amount of people trying to buy them, the seats that I kept trying to select, the app wasn't refreshing fast enough. So they had been seats that had already been purchased. Oh. And after five minutes, it kicks you out because it wants to give the next person a chance to buy some. Right. It's got to keep the line moving. Right. Oh. So uh, I got booted out, tried to get back in, and then it said my wait time was an hour. And I said, you know what? I'm I'm not tired, surprisingly. I I, I was playing video games. I was kind of up on a kick. I had a nap yesterday, so I, was, I wasn't super duper tired. Um, so I just stayed up, waited through that hour, and then I reached that end point of the hour, and it said... It like refreshed and was like another hour, and I was like, "Screw this! I'm going to no. bed." Um, <laughs> if if I can't see it opening weekend, then that's then that's just the cost. But then I uh, woke up the next morning and saw that there was a overwhelmingly good amount of tickets left um, yeah. for other showings, just not the showing that I wanted to get because I was going to have a pretty decent like seven people, and that's probably that's an tough. added reason why I, it was harder for me to snag some seats. But regardless. We're going. We're going to see it. Happy Spider Monday, everybody. But in the same vein, last week it was rumored. This isn't confirmed, but it does say that Sony has at least two more villain solo projects uh, planned for its Spider-Man universe. The SSU, they're starting to call it. The Sony Spider-Man universe, uh, which is... Coincide, coincides with yeah. the MCU, but is still its own separate thing. If I guess, I think that's probably just like a covering their bases thing. If case in case things sh- hit the shit with Marvel again in the future or Disney, that they can just afford to do things on their own. Right. Um, so it says that uh, Sony is developing a Craven the Hunter movie, and they've already developed two Venom movies and a Morbius movie that comes out in January. However, uh, we might get to see Sony develop a Sandman and a Rhino solo movie uh, as well. Uh, there's no other details besides that. It We don't even know if this would star Thomas Hayden Church or if this would star Paul Giamatti or if this is just a completely rebooted thing. And yeah. one of the biggest rumors about this story is, Matt, we've discussed a few times about how, why why in these trailers are we seeing only five villains? Right. Um, because Marvel apparently wants to save the Sinister Six, or sorry, Sony wants to save the Sinister Six for its own real big buildup. So that's why there's not six villains in this movie. Or they could be bamboozling us, and there's six villains in this movie. Right, the, I, I'm leaning towards that. I, I, I think they've uh, pulled the old bait and switch a few different times. So yeah. So that that's really it. It's just the fact that those are the two movies that have been kind of hinted at by uh, by some heavy Spider-Man Twitter leaker accounts. So uh, I guess we'll just figure it out. But on that same uh wavelength i guess on that same subject today it was announced by amy pascal which is a really big producer in sony i'm pretty sure she's actually like a c 
COO of Sony Entertainment. She's she's got a chief in her uh, job title. I know that. Um, but she announced that Tom Holland is not going anywhere. That, uh, quote, this is not the last movie we are making with Marvel. This is not the last Spider-Man movie. We are getting ready to make the next Spider-Man movie with Tom Holland and Marvel. It just isn't part of uh, the Homecoming trilogy. We're working... We're thinking of this as three films, and now we're going to go on to the next three. This is not the last of our MCU movies. So uh, all of this talk of Tom Holland saying, oh, I don't know if I'm... It's all been hosh-posh to, to kind of push us in a, a different direction. Like you said, they bamboozle us once, yep. they'll, they'll do it again. And with him, you have to almost counter-program him to uh, make sure he doesn't reveal the real story you have to say all right give him this fake story so that he has something to something to chew on true true so that's it so far other comments she made today she mentioned that uh these uh into the spider-verse 2 is an awesome movie apparently and that we are going to see footage from it very soon i wouldn't be surprised if they snuck in a teaser for that movie with this movie uh, with No Way Home, but at the same time, maybe they want to leave one Spider Verse movie alone and let and then let it be out for a couple weeks and then drop it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's it, really. We're just we're getting another six to ten years of Tom Holland Spider Man, which is great in my book. Yeah, I can't wait to see him become old Spider Man. I know, right? This is the first time we're gonna see. Spider-Man go on to more than three movies. Right? Yeah, yeah. Maybe uh maybe he'll be in there, but maybe he'll be more of a mentor to perhaps a Miles Morales uh character. That's uh that's another comment she made saying that they really want I'm trying to see if this one has the quote. I saw the quote on Twitter. It essentially said something like, We really want to do Miles Morales live action, something like that. Nice. So uh, so if that's in the books, I'm, I'm so game. So yep. game. let's do it next up. I hinted at this at the top. There's not much information to go with this. So bear with us, but power Rangers is getting a cinematic universe and it's going to live on Netflix. Who's asking for this? <laughs> well, but, there was that power Rangers movie that came out like end of 2019, right? Something I, like, like that. I, I never saw it. Me either. I heard it was just like not not great. Yeah, it says quote by uh, E one, which is I guess the studio behind it. E one's president told Deadline quote It's not just one show. It is shows and films and kids programming. We have a great writing partner. Knock on wood. Knock on wood. Netflix is excited. You You shouldn't say knock on wood when announcing something. (laughs) That makes us think that you don't have this in the bag yet. Yeah. Everyone working on that movie is just like, what the hell? (laughs) Yeah. Says Netflix is excited. We're excited. We hope to have some news soon. Power Rangers universe is coming to Netflix. And that's all we have. We have no stars. We have no nothing. We just know that this is happening. Uh, sneaky shouts to uh, Elizabeth Banks, who is in the That's 2017 right. Power Rangers. Pretty sure she was the villain. 
I think so. I think that's what uh, she was nominated for an award, a Teen Choice Award for oh, Choice Movie Villain in Power Rangers 2017. Sheesh. Uh, I don't know what to say about that. So we, we can just <laughs> we can just get on. out of here. I'm, you know, if it's good and if it's done well. I'm I'm all for it, but yeah, of course, like anything. Yeah, absolutely. But if if it just, you know, if they if they keep shit in the bed like they, like they have been it at, <laughs> at more recent live action Power Rangers projects, uh, you know who, who who knows. So last little headline, and it wasn't little for me because I am a huge Jurassic Park guy. We know this. Everyone knows this. Matt and Tanner know this. Uh, so the other day when um, Colin Trevorrow and Universal Pictures released the first five minutes of Jurassic World Dominion, uh, which is what they're calling the prologue, uh, I was quite shocked. And it was also amazing because as a part of this new Binge Boys push, not only on Instagram and Twitter are we putting up reviews and uh and top five lists and episode announcements, but we're also going to be trying to put up more posters and trailers on the IG as well. Mm -hmm. um, and this was the first iteration of that. I put the poster up and then five minutes later, I was like, oh shit, they released five minutes of footage. <laughs> Not even a trailer, just yeah. footage, um, which is I just like, an odd move. I didn't watch it because it was like one of those things where I saw the news and it just seemed odd. So I made a note to investigate later and I did not. <laughs> So here we are. So here we are. So let me let me give you the rundown here, Matt. Sure. And it could be perfectly described because there's no 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 major plot things. You've have you seen Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom? Yes. Yep. So you're aware at spoilers ahead for Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, but I'm pretty sure it released in like 2016. So if at you least, care, yeah. you you've seen it. Uh, you remember the little girl pressing the release button, and then mm -hmm. the dinosaurs ran away, and and we're left to believe that at this point in time. Dinosaurs are now coexisting with humans. Yes. Yep. I'm pretty sure. I don't know if I've read this correctly or not, but I'm pretty sure this movie takes place three to five years after that movie ended and dinosaurs are still roaming the earth. So either humans have just given up or yep. they're just thinking, you know, yeah. we live every day with lions and tigers and bears. Uh, why not add velociraptors to that? So, uh, so here we are. Yeah. The first three minutes of this footage is a true prologue where it shows a bunch of dinosaurs roaming the earth 65 million years ago. And then the camera cuts to uh, present day cuts to a drive-in movie theater where Fans and moviegoers are enjoying the let's all go to the lobby <laughs> um, with the iconic T-Rex shadow behind the movie screen. Cars are getting trampled. People are screaming. People are running. There's helicopters chasing the T-Rex. And that's it. Um, and then it flashes to the logo and says more footage coming soon. Um, I think it would be really smart. I don't know how it works with like studios scheduling trailer releases with other studios movies yeah but I, I i don't know what universal's next big release is so i feel like dropping a trailer 
like with Spider-Man would be really good because it's going to be a huge movie. Yeah. Um, however, it is Jurassic Park. People will, will go see it. It doesn't need that big of a marketing push. But uh, just a quick reminder to everybody, of course, Chris Pratt, Dallas, Bryce Dallas Howard are coming back, as well as Laura Dern, Jeff Goldblum, and Sam Neill reprising their roles as their original characters from the original film. And according to Colin Trevorrow, the director, these are not cameos. These are full-blown. They are in the plot. They are main characters. It's, full, it's a Ghostbusters afterlife situation. <laughs> yeah, which is which is just dope. Um, yeah, that's, that's it. Um, in an interview with Laura Dern, uh, she just said it was incredible to be back together. It was amazing to join my boys and go down memory lane. Uh, and bring together the conclusion of a trilogy and a saga. So this is being looked at as the conclusion of the first six movies. Um, and as of right now, assuming COVID uh, doesn't worsen and pushes it back, it comes out June 10th, 2022. All right. Are you hype for seeing dinosaurs roaming the earth again, Matt, or are you out on it at this point? No, I was into it. I'm a. I liked them bringing Jeff Goldblum back. I think that there was some good things done with uh, Jurassic World, those two movies. But I think the Jurassic Park ones are a little bit stronger, just like as movies, as stories. So uh, combining the two are uh, hopefully is a recipe for success. I hope you're right, especially because Jurassic Park is my favorite movie ever. Right, and having yeah. these these three back. Um, gets my hopes up because I feel like I feel like they've probably tried to get those three back mm -hmm. with the past few movies, and they probably were like, "Nah, we're done." But then they were like, "Listen, come on!" And I I just have hopes that Sam Neill um didn't come back to 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 do a a bad movie. I I hope I hope it's not bad, but yeah, yeah, of course. But uh, you know, you never know. You never know with these sequels, man. But now we're on to the heavy hitters. The big let's boys. start with uh, let's start with King Richard. Because sure. uh, I watched that the other night. Tanner, uh, I think, is watching it tomorrow after or before he goes to work, and then you, I think, will watch it some point this week. This week, yeah. So I will not go spoilers. However, it is true story. So if I blend <laughs> into spoilers. I apologize, but I won't ruin the end of the movie if you don't know the story of these girls. Right, the Williams sisters. Um, so, King Richard, uh, directed by Rinaldo Marcus Green, starring uh, Will Smith as the title character, Richard Williams. Also, here is John Bernthal. Uh, I don't want to butcher her name. Awahi. I don't want to butcher it. I'm not yeah, going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to do that to her. Um, uh, and a, a couple of awesome. There we go. Sayana Sydney and Demi Singleton playing Venus and Serena respectively. Um, the synopsis of this movie is a look at how tennis superstars Venus and Serena Williams became who they are after the coaching from their father, Richard Williams. Um, 
Uh, listen, I'll, I'll just be frank with you, Matt. This movie was fucking fantastic. Yeah, your your A plus came through. I know you kind of prepped us for it, saying that uh, former binge boy Pearson said that it was fantastic, but the A plus that is one of the first. Well, I guess you gave it to Afterlife, did you not? I I think Afterlife, I either gave an A or an A minus. If I gave it okay. an A plus, I forgot. But um, but man, uh. So, I, I'm gonna be honest here. We had sure. talked about doing King Richard a few weeks ago on the on the binge boys. We've kind of pushed it off a couple weeks just because the holidays. Mm-hmm. Um, and as we've pushed it off more and more, I've lost interest more and more. It's almost felt like homework at this point. Um, and last night when Catherine and I we got home later in the evening from our from my aunt's house, we went over there for dinner. Um. And we got home and I said, this is two and a half. Hour. It, it is a two and a half hour movie. Yeah. Um, and we said, and she said, you know, I, I'm going back to school tomorrow. We'll watch the first hour or so, and then we'll go to bed. And I said, I'm totally game with that. We yep. did not go to bed. We stayed up the entire time and watched this movie because Matt, this movie has two hours and 25 minutes, but it goes by like that. It is a <laughs> fast movie, man. It goes at one point, we paused it to to get, I think, an intermission, and I go, "Oh my god, there's only 45 minutes left." Yeah, like, holy shit! Um, I was entertained the whole time. Didn't get on my phone once. I didn't want to pick up my phone once. I wow. was captivated. Um, I I did watch it at home on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. Um, it is available in theaters, but uh, just couldn't find the time to to go to the theater for this one. It doesn't seem like I mean. I feel like it's not necessarily a theater movie. It seems like a good just sort of character study. I mean, tennis is, you know, a sport. And so that might function on like the big screen, but not, you know, not as much as some other sports movies might need the big screen. Absolutely. 100% agree. Um, And in in this kind of realm of the cast, uh, the two lovely ladies that played Venus and Serena did fantastic. Mm hmm. Um, I think I had heard that they hired two intermediate tennis players and taught them to act rather than hiring two actresses and teaching them tennis. Oh, Kyle Banduho would really, really appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Shouts to Kyle. Um, but yeah, man, the the girls did amazing. And I'll say this, this might be a hot take. I don't know, but, uh, well, this is the best acting Will Smith's ever done. I I believe it. I feel like this is a, a role that combines a lot of like what he can do. I mean, ha- having not seen the movie, obviously, but right. it, it seems right there for him. Matt, l- listen to. I think, I think he really needs this role too. Because let's listen to this. What year is it? Twenty twenty one. Let's yep. go to twenty twenty. No, let's go to twenty ten. Listen to these movies that Will Smith has been a part of in the last ten years. Um, and and I say that because. He really needed this. He had uh, the Karate Kid, which didn't do well critically. Not great. Um, he did After Earth, which bombed. Not great. Um, he did uh, Bad Boys for Life, which did okay, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, he did. Uh, he was a producer on a bunch of stuff. Don't forget Act- Bright. Bright, yep. <laughs> Bright, uh, which bombed, I think, as well. Gemini um, Man. Yep, yep. He <laughs> he's had some stinkers in the last ten years, man. Mm-hmm. 
Suicide Squad uh, didn't perform well critically or fan-wise. Aladdin. Aladdin was very divided see, too. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't see that, but I didn't. I didn't hear. I'm, what I was trying to say is, I did not hear universal praise. So it wasn't fantastic. However, I, I didn't hate it. I enjoyed myself, yeah. but but very much so. I agree. Uh, not not amazing, mm-hmm. but man, th- this was fantastic. He he deserves. I I I'm trying to think of other best actors of the year, but Will Smith deserves this Oscar. I'm I'm gonna be pissed if he doesn't get it. Honestly, yeah, I feel like while we do talk about movies, we don't always talk about super Oscar worthy movies. But I feel like this is a good uh good sort of cross section into one that um you know we'll talk about here and has a good shot. I think it's a good story but something i think was kind of weird i i guess this is more of a question about like the movie and its structure was it more focused on the dad or the the daughters that is a amazing question because i think a lot of people are going to go into this movie confused mm-hmm. um this is a movie about their dad this is okay. not uh, what which is tough because at that intermission point, Catherine and I went back and forth a little bit. And I was like, why are they calling this King Richard? Because this is clearly about their daughters rising to fame. But it's it's like the daughters are side characters because, Matt, this guy, this dad is the parent that everybody hates at yeah. sporting events. Uh, he's in the coach's face. He is telling the kid with the coach standing right there to disregard what the coach is saying and to listen to what he's saying. He is overbearing. He is crossing that border. He is insultingly. At one point, I was like, I'm going to fail this movie because I hate this character. But Will Smith played him so well, bro. It, Yeah. Did it um, call to mind Tiger Woods' dad from the the doc? I've I've seen – I listened to a review this morning on another podcast, and they compared him to Tiger's dad, mm-hmm. but, like, worse. Wow. Like, way worse. Like, you'll know when you, when, you, when you watch this movie, within the first 10 minutes, you'll go, oh, this guy sucks. But mm-hmm. he's doing it for his daughters, and his vision for them came true. Um, and I don't know about you. I'm not a big tennis aficionado, but I didn't know that Venus was the one that hit the stardom first. I've only ever heard of Serena. I'd never Serena. heard of Venus personally. Yeah. Uh, I was actually a high school tennis conference champion at the <laughs> lowest doubles position. Oh, uh, shit. So I, I know I know a little bit about the, the old racket, but I did know that that like Venus kind of like accelerated quickly and then didn't quite reach the same stratosphere that uh, Serena's curve somewhat currently still in. I think she's hurt, but I think like she's still trying to play professionally and likely still could. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, another standout here, which surprised me and I forgot that he was in the movie at all was John Bernthal. Um, mm-hmm. I also known as the Punisher. Uh, <laughs> he was awesome. He's only ever played. They pointed this out in this other podcast interview uh, that John Bernthal has only ever played alpha male dickheads. (laughs) But in this movie, he plays a very 
positive person and he does really really well um so i was happy to see him get the get the role and and get that nice um trying to think uh again like it was two and a half hours felt like an hour and a half it blew by um it was one of those where as, as Catherine uh went to bed last night and i was waiting for the tickets to go live i was just googling i was researching i yeah. was watching interviews with the guy the real guy um and there's this really intense scene i might have to find the youtube video and send you it uh to the real life piece of it mm-hmm. where venus gets an, a tv interview and the interviewer is kind of doing the media thing where he's asking her he's like doubling down on a question she already answered right like right. for example he asks her like you're 15 years old and and you're going up against these 20 year olds. Like how, how are you, you know, how are you doing that? And she gives an answer. Like, I just know I can do it. I'm, I'm just like a, a trained response, kind of a trained response. And the media guy goes, or the interviewer says like, no, but like how, and like her dad from off camera butts in and goes and verbally almost borderline assaults the interviewer on live TV. He is like, you will not question my little girl like that. She's a 15-year-old black woman. This is she is the first of her kind in her sport. How dare you question her? This is her livelihood and her reputation on the line and you're trying to paint her in a bad life. Move on to the next question. And like the interview like I looked over at Catherine and I was like, "Oh my god." Like Yeah. This guy is that guy, bro. Matt, this movie is so good, man. I Okay. Oh. One of the one of my favorites of the year. It's not one that I'm gonna sit down and watch every weekend. Um, however, it is highly rewatchable. Um, right. This feels like a really good uh, go into the holidays with this one. Tell them like all your friends and family. It's like, dude, no, this one. Like, yeah. yeah. Couldn't couldn't agree more. I, I very much so enjoyed myself. A plus on King Richard. Uh, if you're listening to this, be on the lookout for. Taryn, Matt's thoughts when we post up our review on the Instagram uh, later this week. So catch it on HBO Max or in theaters uh, now. <laughs> Matt. Yeah. Another movie that released over the last couple weeks. Tick, tick, boom. Yeah. It is tick. a certified film that was released recently. <laughs> a tick, tick, boom was released on Netflix. Uh, it stars... Andrew Garfield, uh, Vanessa Hutchins, uh, Alexander Ship, Robin to Jesus, several more. Directed by Lin Manuel Miranda, which I did not know until the yep. credits rolled. Um, it says on the cusp of his thirtieth birthday, a promising young theater composer navigates love, friendship, and the pressures of life as an artist in New York City uh, to write his musical. And um, since I led with all that. Uh, that King Richard stuff. I'll let you uh, fire off. What'd you What'd you think of Tick Tick Boom? Sure. So, I I didn't see this as a movie I would like end up liking as much as I I did. I was a I was a fan of this. Um, I always get kind of iffy when a like two things two things about this movie were kind of working against it when a well known actor who is not known for being a singer stars in a musical. Um, and then when there is a musical that is 
adopted to a movie. It's like, okay, well, why does it have to exist as a movie? Why can't it just be, you know, a stage show? So it has to sort of, you know, it, it, so I have those two strikes against it in my mind. And I think for the first point, I think Andrew Garfield didn't absolutely stun. I don't think he, I think he was asked to do about as much as he could and he performed well. I think he's a great dancer. I think he could pretend to play the piano very, very well. Um, his singing was was fine. It wasn't distracting, which is really the good thing. And then as for justifying uh, this movie's existence as like a movie and not just like a stage play, I thought it did a really good job with a lot of sort of the notes he was taking and sort of using the visual effects and lots of different like locations and kind of like the the frame story, how he is performing his show, but then also showing like how his life was um yeah i uh i was a big fan i gave it an a minus and and i stand by that um it's definitely going to be on my my top 10 of the year um kind of out of nowhere so happy that that's always the case um what did you think logan i know you're not a huge musical guy i think when we talked about the prom that was uh more of a beat down than a celebration <laughs> yeah man um i'm right there with you uh i loved the movie Mm -hmm. um didn't expect to um especially with andrew garfield he's such an interesting actor with the roles he chooses because he's been in some heaters i mean of of course he was spider-man but he you know mainly got the attention of everyone on the social network which he did amazing on as well um, but then he's done a couple. I think he did like a Mel Gibson war movie a few years ago. Saw Ridge, yeah. Had you did you see that one? I didn't. It was like at a time either. where I wasn't I wasn't into uh, movies that'd be that serious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's been in some really really good movies. Uh, but man, this this I really much so enjoyed this. Um, mm-hmm. Within the first ten minutes, I was like. Oh, this is this is a full blown musical. Oh, it is a musical musical. It is a it musical is. about musicals, <laughs> which I think helped my score because at first I thought it was just going to be a musical about a guy writing a musical, but no, like you are watching the musical, mm-hmm. but you're also like flashing back to the inspiration behind the musical. Right, but which was really clever, and I kept thinking at some point, it's like, okay, this is going to start inspiring Rent, right? And it never really did. Just, just kind of like the guy's experiences with his friends, um, getting AIDS and sort of just seeing their deterioration for that. Um, so I feel like it did a good job at like showing that, like, hey, this you know existed in his life, and this is where that experience came from. But it kept it focused on like basically how. Uh, how he kept going after something you put almost a decade into just didn't, didn't work out. Spoil full spoilers ahead, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I just, I just really very much so enjoyed myself here, man. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think about what, first of all, sneaky Vanessa Hudgens in this. Yeah. Yeah. She apparently, um, per, the girlfriend Rachel, she is a staple of the Netflix direct to Netflix movie. Yeah, I, I, I've seen that as well. Um, she she did she did great. Mm-hmm. 
Also, according to her IMDb, she is joining Zack Snyder's of the Dead universe uh, in an animated series called Army of the Dead Lost Vegas. Not Las Vegas. Right. Lost Vegas. Uh, Dude. Which, which, you know, we're happy to have you. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But I should get a role, too, considering how much I've hyped up that movie. Um, Yeah, yeah. You guys are gonna hate me when I when I read that off as being in my top ten. But however, we've gotten some really good movies in the last couple of months. Yep. So I don't know if uh, I don't know if Army of the Dead is gonna make the cut. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, you know, just a just a good musical, man. And, mm-hmm. and I really liked the flashbacks. Yep. I think Andrew Garfield did a pretty damn good job. I think he should be at least nominated for best actor here. I think he did a pretty damn good job. Mm-hmm. the friend uh michael i think that was a great performance i think yes. that that had a lot to it i think a lot of the supporting roles in this were more difficult than they'd appear because you have to just the real life emotion of wanting to support like your your friend or your family when you know it's just like something that like you want them to make the opposite decision every time it seems like it's like no just Get a job, please. Pay some bills. Yeah, and the scenes with his friend Michael ended up being some of the more, like, heart-stringing. Yeah. uh, I'll be fully transparent. I teared up quite a bit watching this movie. There's a Mm -hmm. lot of really heavy scenes, especially the scene, if we're going full spoilers, where he, you know, we tell him what what his condition is. Um, Yeah. And Andrew Garfield plays that really well, too. Just breaks down. Um. And it kind of shows you how, and I think in that moment it showed Andrew Gar- Jonathan Larson. It showed John how full of himself he was, especially right. when there was that scene also where, or it was the same scene where he said, "Why didn't you tell me sooner?" And he said, "Well, I wanted to, but I right, couldn't. yeah, uh, but um, yeah, I just I, I my my thoughts for this movie aren't as collected as King Richard, but." It was, it was a good time. It, yeah. I, I enjoyed myself. The finale hit, and I almost was like, what? Mm-hmm. More? What? Can we have more? But <laughs> Right, yeah. I wanted more like of the story. I think there's um, – I'm definitely interested in learning more about his – just the real-life person's life. Um, speaking of the real-life person, remiss if not to say, rest in peace, uh, Stephen Sondheim. Yes. Who he recorded that actual voicemail. That was really left for, yeah. That was re- left for uh, John Larson, even though he was being played by the dad from Get Out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is. <laughs> oh, and uh, again, as my watching partner reminded or told me, the dad from Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants as well. Oh God, he was Big. also in What If yes. as a general in, uh, in in What If the Captain Carter episode. But that it was the voice. You heard that voice. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, crazy coincidence that he ended up passing away the other day. I know it was literally the day I watched it. I looked, we watched it around like uh noon. So I like looked up, just I didn't, you know, I didn't, the dude could have lived anywhere from you know modern day to 30 years ago, and I wouldn't really know. It's not really my world. Um, and then yeah, he died uh that day, so rest in peace him and his family this is not really i feel like neither of us are really equipped to uh speak on his legacy uh considering we're not big musical guys so sure 
yeah but um if you are a big musical person and you know a lot of famous actors definitely do this because there's apparently cameos just out the wazoo like the whole uh diner scene is just a who's who of thing lin-manuel miranda's in that one himself he's playing the cook i did catch that i didn't i only clocked um one of the women drinking mimosas was from hamilton but they were both from there so i I, you know i missed them both um but yeah anytime there's an yeah anytime there's an audience just and you know about musical theaters just just get ready yeah get that pen and paper out and start connecting those dots for real yeah, I agree. If if you if you enjoy musicals and you enjoy the the cast here, if you again and if you enjoy Lin Manuel Miranda, this this is right up your alley. You're gonna yep. love this movie. Um, will it get a Best Picture nomination? Do you think? I think they're trying. I think this seems like more of a Golden Globe winning movie. I completely agree up until a few years ago i would not know what you have meant by that but (laughs) after we've done this for a little while i i know exactly what you're talking about but also they have like something that's like outstanding like comedy musical or like something else so maybe that's why i think that um so that's true i could see this scooping up quite a few of that category at the golden globes (laughs) right right yeah definitely um a lot of supporting actor an actress um, nominations should be had and even lead. I mean, yeah, I'll say it leading. He deserves it. He deserves the nod. Yeah. I think, I think the unfortunate thing about the fact that he played Spider-Man is that a lot of people are going to look at him and just think Spider-Man and he's a really good actor. Mm -hmm. Um, Same thing with, I'll I'll go to, I'll defend this guy. Every time he comes up, Robert Pattinson, he, yep. He's got a bad name for him because of Twilight, but the guy's a really, really good actor in, in his other stuff, in his other films. So um, don't don't just, you know, for those who just associate an actor with a character, there, there's a lot more uh, to some actors than just that superhero he played. But sure. speaking of superheroes, yeah, that transition, Matt, we're back in Disney Plus. <laughs> we're, uh, we're we're in we're in Hawkeye. Dude, this is we're in our bag right now talking about the Marvel TV shows. We we sure are. Guys, Hawkeye is a TV miniseries on Disney Plus. There will be six episodes. Disney released the first two last week, the week of Thanksgiving. And this is a series based on the Marvel Comics superhero Hawkeye, centering on the adventures of young Avenger Kate Bishop, who takes on the role after the original Avenger Clint Barton. This stars Jeremy Renner, Haley Steinfeld, Vera Farmiga, according to IMDb, Florence Pugh. Yep. Haven't seen her um, yet. She's only in uh, four episodes, and we've seen two. So get ready for some for some Pew time. I love that. Pew talk. Uh, <laughs> um, Linda Cardellini, uh, Tony Dalton, and and many more. There's, there's a very good, uh, very good cast here. Um, I'm scrolling through IMDb, seeing if I can find uh, Wilson Fisk in here, but I, have, I, I can't <laughs> see it yet. But more on that later in the show, if we if we do indeed get that. But sure. Again, we got the first two episodes. Never meet your heroes was episode one. Episode two was hide and seek. Matt, what did you think of the premiere of Hawkeye? 
premiere in terms of just the first episode or both episodes counted as the premiere? Sorry, both episodes counting sure. as the premiere. Um, I thought it was just okay. Okay. I was entertained watching it. However, there's been, of the shows that they've released, so the three, this is the fourth, I was left. I think they've done two episodes like for all of them. This was the most I've been like, you know, I'm okay to stop after the first one, but you know, I was already set in to watch both of them. So I did. And I'm not saying it's not entertaining. I think Haley Steinfeld is just doing a little bit too much. She's just doing a lot. Yeah. I know what you're saying. You don't even have to go into it. (laughs) So She's, she's just doing the Haley Steinfeld thing. Yeah, I feel like she's kind of in a different show or just like on a different wavelength than uh, than Jeremy Renner, which, you know, is fine. I think that's definitely sort of part of the movie, but I'm I'm hoping they'll kind of, uh, you know, equalize a little bit as the as the show continues. Um, what about you? Yeah. Sorry to come in with a, just a lot. Just throw a lot at you. No, um I think somewhere in between what you said and loving it. I mean, okay. I I definitely enjoyed it more than I thought I was going to. Um, but it, I will say, and I, I'm sure you can agree here, it's nice to get back to like a ground level, streets of New York, not global catastrophe <laughs> plot. I mean, it was it was cool to see Jeremy Renner in his element. He's yep. kind of gotten the character kind of like what Scarlett Johansson had was just like the side character in all of the Avengers movies. So to kind of see him at the forefront was really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of feel like he deserves it. He's been up in this franchise since the beginning. Yeah. So he. Huh. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I enjoyed myself. I do agree that Haley Stunt, some of her writing is very childish. Yeah, I feel like the role was written with some, with a younger actor in mind. Yeah, I, th- I think that's a good way to put it. Yeah, she just she she both comes off as a natural and like she's trying too hard, which. I mean, thinking about the character, that kind of fits. So, I mean, that's, you know, that's good art, I guess. Um, <laughs> Job well done. <laughs> yeah. I also think at times the show thinks it's funnier than I found it. And I, I agree, too. A, an example from each episode was I was all about Rogers the Musical for about the first, like, two minutes. And then it kind of kept going. Um, I was into the idea of Hawkeye having to go to a LARP thing (laughs) for about the first two minutes. And then I literally turned to uh, Rachel and said, man, it sure feels good to be watching role models again. Yeah. Um, another, I I listened to an MCU podcast and they were saying that the show gives off too big of like side quest vibes. Like bit. the whole second chunk of that second episode is dedicated to him going to a, chasing the leader of the LARPing group, which yeah. looking back on it in the moment, I enjoyed it so much. But in in hindsight, 
thinking about all the cheesy slow motion fighting with plastic swords. I think they took themselves not too seriously, but they <laughs> thought they were like you just said, they were funnier than they than they actually are. Yeah, like I think Rogers the musical like is definitely better and doesn't necessarily deserve to be lumped in with the LARPing, which is like that's just a hacky joke. Like, I feel like we could have watched an episode of South. There's literally episodes of South Park that are like 10 years old that with that like same conceit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, and, and I, I think it's supposed to be funny because Jeremy Renner at the, up until this point, we've just seen him as this, like, I don't want to say a brew, but very, so like a serious older member of the Avengers. That's just like, I don't have time to be here. I'd rather be with my kids type guy. And with him showing up to the LARPing thing, he's like, yeah. seriously, I got to put this costume on. Like they're really trying to get us to, to think that this is absolutely gut busting hilarious. Right. And I'm not obviously opposed to it being gut busting hilarious, but like the, I guess well, I'm just going to talk about this all the time, but rogers was <laughs> undercut when like he realized that like his friend nat his best friend in the world like isn't around anymore and it's like and then in the thing it's the suit that he wore when he was just complete in like the darkest place of his life when he was you know without his whole family um and just sort of like going on a bat like more extreme than like Batman, like actually doing the killing and whatnot. Like, I, yeah, I think that that like just just the mixture on the jokes and like the you know sort of the traumas of of Hawkeye aren't really mixing as well as I feel like they've done with um, you know Wanda WandaVision or even Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah, it's almost like they didn't know what tone they want like yeah are we trying to show that because from one angle they do a really good job of saying like hey it's been five years since they defeated thanos um and natasha has been dead for five years but he's still scarred from it and they show the fact that he has to wear a hearing aid because of all of the shit that he's been through and they show that like you said, he has this weird attachment to the murderous suit that he w and sword that he was wearing for the two years or however long it was when Thanos snapped everybody away. Yeah, I think yeah, I think he just wants he has an attachment to it because he just wants to literally prevent anyone from that's true get, getting the wrath of like what sort of he incurred when he was a man without without attachment. I'm wondering because the way he was like describing it to his wife, like on the phone, he was like, yeah, I got to get my suit. Like, does she know what he was up to during that time period? I wonder, I feel like she knows everything. I feel you like think he was just like, yeah, when you and the kids left, I went on a murdering spree. Yeah. I mean, maybe in no uncertain terms, maybe in, you know, more yeah. uncertain terms, I guess. Yeah. yeah um maybe but, he was just like yeah i was just going and killing really bad people yeah like i was in a dark place like that's what he uh probably could have said but um so what, what are you thinking about uh vera farmiga and her kind of role as kate's mom hooking up with this 
obviously villain of some yeah. kind, right? Like definitely some black market gang banger. Something, yeah. Something like do you think that they're trying to throw that in our face? Like, clearly this guy's a villain, and then they're going to rip the rug from underneath us? Or do you think he's just going to be like, or do you think it's just that obvious of writing that, like, this dude's up to something? I, this might be too much of a shot in the dark, but my, like, the favorite of my, like, non-obvious theories is, like, is the classic her mom was actually the villain and he was doing all he was doing stuff like to save her or like cover it up like i don't know i think i think that's it i don't think her mom is as clueless as she's being shown to be so far i feel like that's a common uh trope the maybe it's just the agatha effect you just think that uh someone's doing it all along <laughs> yeah yeah that's absolutely a possibility. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know here. I, I, part of me wonders, like, is she going to have to turn on her mom and her mom's also involved in, in whatever's going on? What if her parents have connections to the rumors of Kingpin showing up, like, with all of this black market stuff and, like, sketchy business? That, that just screams Kingpin. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. I... At one point, one of the bad guys says, like, oh, no, I just made that connection in my head. I was going to say one of the bad guys says, like, she's going to be upset if we kill you. But they're talking about, of course, the second episode ends with Echo on screen. And we already know we're getting a Disney Plus show about her. Um, So is is she going to be like a villain turned or good type situation or is she going to be a hero? Like what what do we what do you think in here moving forward? What's. What's the trajectory of this show? Because I truly don't know. Yeah, I don't know either, especially with uh, Florence Pugh entering the mix. I don't know if I could see Florence or um, does she have another name other than the I guess Yelena, but not like a, you know, code name. Um, I could see her going against Echo and uh, Hawkeye and Kate being stuck in the middle and sort of playing having to play both sides a little bit. Um, that's kind of what I think. I don't know. Yeah, I don't really have too, too uh, collected thoughts on it. I, I don't either. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I think it's up for grabs, honestly. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's too early to tell, although like it's still crazy to think that like some of these shows, like WandaVision, get the 10-episode treatment, whereas like this show as well as I think Falcon and the Winter Soldier too, also right and Loki yeah. only six episodes mm-hmm. so it's uh so it's just interesting I I, I don't know I mean yeah. as of right now it's above Loki for me because I know that I, I I thought less of Loki than you and Tanner did yeah but um I mean but we're still very early in so it's it's not even fair to say but yeah. I think those other two characters that we were talking about, Echo and Yelena, getting them into the mix is only going to help the show. There's already just, in my opinion, too many characters. It's true. (laughs) There's a lot going on here. In this show. So, like, if you can 
get some that I can actually, you know, form, have either a connection with or can form a connection to. I feel like even with just the one shot, Echo looked awesome. So very, uh, just a great look to her. Yeah, absolutely. I'm very excited to see what's uh, what her deal is. Um, along with Dorn, what's his deal? Um, Classic. <laughs> ah, he's not listening to this. Um, Yet. Micah might. Shouts to Micah. Um, no, nah, he won't. Um, <laughs> yeah. So that, I think that's that's pretty general thoughts on on Hawkeye here. Um, I assume what episodes are going to come out on Wednesdays like they've done in the past. Seems like it. Yeah. I, uh, right. I love the Christmas vibe of it. I think that's yeah. great. Yeah. I think that's real strong. I like the the Christmas and that and that honestly it is probably one of the better parts of it. Like having it take place in Christmas. Lucky the dog, the golden retriever is a nice touch. I only recognize them as pizza dog. <laughs> well, um, it'd be great if, uh, if going forward, we just had like a little golden retriever running around Avengers compound. That'd be, that'd sure. be, that'd be a mega cute scene. Mega cute. Love that. <laughs> um, so that's, uh, that's it as of right now, uh, for Hawkeye, um, episodes to come, uh, to what, uh, but <laughs> going forward, um, in terms of the binge boys, of course, we've talked about the run through what's coming for that. Um, we discussed internally about the film Encanto, which has done very well. Also done by Lin-Manuel Miranda, <laughs> Uh, man, what a year this guy's having. Dude's just chucking up heaters. Dude's just putting movies out. <laughs> um, dude's just racking up that paycheck from Disney, especially. Yeah, really. Um, but uh, we've talked about how that came out in theaters. But I found out last week, and I think a part of Disney Plus Day, I think they said they kind of slipped in like, hey, this movie's coming out on for free on Disney Plus Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think uh, Tanner and I and, and Matt, maybe we all agreed that maybe we'll just wait for that Disney Plus day. Yeah. I mean, it seems like it's going to be a good movie. If it's making all this money, it can't be that bad. But um, I feel like our audience is much more going to just want something to watch when they're just kind of chilling at home, potentially with the family. So yep. that sounds just about up Disney, free on Disney Plus's uh, alley. Sounds like uh, sounds like that's the move for us. Um, but this coming Friday, the only two releases that I have in my head, um, Disney Plus is releasing its animated Diary of a Wimpy Kid <laughs> movie, which I for sure am going to check out because I did love those books growing up. Don't know about Matt and Tanner, but another major release actually for week of Thanksgiving was House of Gucci. Um, which is getting a lot of attention. So I'm going to do my best to get to the mm-hmm. theaters and check that one out. And then Hawkeye episode three. I think that's uh, I think that's the rundown next week. Potentially, that's a, that's a decent week though. That is a pretty decent week. Got something for everybody in there. Yeah. Well then, um, guys, I didn't say it at the top, but please go follow us on Instagram at Binge Boys Pod and Twitter at Binge Boys Pod. Doing our best to stay on top of that trending, uh, the, that trending conversation. Go leave a uh, go leave a like and a follow on on all the platforms, man. On Spotify, on Apple, on the YouTube's, on uh, you know anywhere that you can find Binge Boys Pod. Make sure you're subscribed and following along and following us into the new year. It's gonna be it's gonna be big stuff. We're really excited and uh, 
Hope everyone, again, had a happy Thanksgiving and a super spider Monday. Also, cyber Monday. Um, but, but that's it, Matt. Anything else? Not that I can think of, man. It was, uh, it was a good week uh, podding with you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. It was a good episode. It was a good one. Um, I guess bye. <laughs> <laughs> See ya. to celebrate than ever before at the Jeep Celebration event. Hurry in for great deals today on the only brand that lets you go anywhere and do anything. And now, returning FCA lessees get $2,000 combined bonus cash plus $500 Jeep Celebration bonus cash on the purchase of a 2021 Jeep Grand Cherokee L Limited. Lessee is solely responsible for early lease termination payments, fees, costs, and penalties. Current lease must end by 4-3-2023. Residency restrictions apply. Must take retail delivery from dealer stock by 3-31-2022. Jeep is a registered trademark.